0: mm and welcome back to Take 10. This is your host, Tamika, and I am so excited that you decided to join us. Okay, let's get into it. This is episode 12, and the title was called Who is in Your Boat? We're going to be reading from Acts 27, 18 through 26. So, just to give some background, we're talking about Paul. He's been converted from Saul here, and we're you know further along in Acts, so God has been using him right now. He is locked up, but They are transporting him. So he's with some companions. He's also with his jailers. All right. Verse 18. We took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they begin to throw the cargo overboard. On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. When neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. After they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up before them and said, Men, you should have taken my advice not to sell from Crete. Then you will have spared yourselves this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar, and God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run aground on some island. All right. So some of the things that stood out to me here and just starting from verse 18 was it was a violent battering from the storm. If you just even read further up, it starts actually in verse 13. This storm is bad, bad, bad. They are really trying to figure out what to do. They throw a bunch of stuff overboard. And it's just like, what do we do here? Okay. So they threw the cargo overboard and they're throwing things off. And I don't know if you've ever felt that in your life where you see things are not going the way, (laughs) the way they should. Okay. And you are just, I don't know if you're like me, where it's just like, okay, this gotta go, this gotta go. And now we're in that season, right? It's a new year and people are like, Hey, and this is why we set new year's resolutions, right? People are like, Hey, I, what, what wasn't working in my life? I feel like all of YouTube and Instagram and TikTok is like, go systems, all of the things where it's just like, listen, some things need to get off this ship, right? There's some things that have not served me well. There's some things that are holding me down. They need to go. And a lot of times the reality is a lot of times we don't recognize they need to go until our ship is being battered by a storm. We don't realize it. And this says it was violent battering from the storm. That means like it is shaking our foundation. And that's when we realize something has to happen. So it doesn't get any better. They throw the things overboard, all right? And then you keep reading. It says sun nor stars appear for many days. So that means it looks, it looks bad. Not only is it bad, but it looks bad. There is no light. <laughs> There's no twinkle in the sky. There is no bright star to guide them there's nothing and it's just it's gloom and doom and it feels like it's one thing on top of another and you feel like I've but I've thrown all the cargo out I've gotten you know some people off my boat I've gotten some bad habits out of my you know off my boat and out of my life I have moved everything I don't know why it's still looking like this right And it goes on to say they gave up hope. They were hungry. Like, it's just like, it doesn't get better. It's just getting worse, right? But Paul says, last night, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. This right here is a whole nother sermon, right? Because think about that. He's saying, don't be afraid. The hardship that he has to go through, he must go through it. It's like Jesus when he said, I must go through Samaria, right? And it's this notion of you still have to go through the thing. You're going to survive and live because God is not through with you yet. That's the good and the bad, right? That's the good and the challenging. That includes the storm. OK, so he says, you must stand child before Caesar like that needs to happen. But this right here is the part God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. This right here made me like, wow, how careful we have to be of who's in our boat, whose boat we're in. Right. This also made me think of Jonah. So I'm a I'm a flip back. Jonah. So let, let's go to Jonah chapter one, verse five through nine. All the sailors were afraid and each cried out to their own God. And they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. You see a theme here, right? These people were fishermen. They they knew how to navigate the waters. They understood them. Got it. But Jonah had gone below deck where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, how can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us so that we will not perish. Then the sailors said to each other, come, let us cast lots to find out who is responsible for this calamity. They cast lots and the lot fell on Jonah. So they asked him, tell us who is responsible for making all this trouble for us. What kind of work do you do? Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? He answered, I'm a Hebrew and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. This terrified them. And they asked, what have you done? The sea was getting rougher and rougher. So they asked him, what should we do to you to make the sea calm down for us? Pick me up and throw me into the sea, he replied, and it will become calm. I know that it is my fault that this great storm has come upon you. So going back to the title, who is in your boat? And whose boat are you in? These two examples here give us a vivid story about why it matters who's in your boat. And I always say birds of a feather flock together. I work in education, so I see it all the time. And not just with students, with the adults as well, right? And it's this notion of who you associate with, who you are listening to, who has your ear. Like these things, we cannot get away from them. I... Love that my pastor really, like, really focuses on relationships and not just like romantic ones. Like, I don't even think he even talks about romantic ones a lot more than he talks about just regular old relationships, right? And all types of friendships, uh, work uh, relationships, just all types. Like, these things matter. These things matter more than we even want to know or recognize. It matters whose boat you were in. You have two examples of Jonah and of Paul. Paul, they didn't listen to him. He's in the boat. God says, God has graciously given you the lives of all who sailed with you because those people were in the boat. These were his jailers, by the way, and some of his companions, because you're in the boat with him, I'm going to spare you, but this ship will be destroyed. That right there is a whole nother lesson. It will be destroyed. The device and mechanism that you're using to travel is going to be destroyed, but your lives will be spared. In Jonah's case, the storm was getting worse, but Jonah had to get up off that boat and he knew it and they knew it too. They're like, what do we need to do to you to make this stop? And a lot of times we don't want to do this, but the reality is there, there are people that are sinking our ships and there are people that are helping us stay afloat. The question is, do you have the discernment to know who to keep on your boat and who to put out? And what are you going to do about it? Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this revelation. We ask God that you show us the people and the things and the systems and the goals and the structures and all of those mechanisms that are supposed to be in our boat. And the things and all the people and the mechanisms and systems that are not supposed to be. Give us the courage, God, to toss them. Show us how they are impacting our lives and our relationship with you. We ask all these things in your name, amen. All right, that is take 10. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much.